Welcome to Get the Feck Out, a podcast for wannabe expats. If you want to move to another country, we want to help you. I'm Tara Calliman, an American living in Ireland with my family, enjoying the crack. I'm Caroline Donahue, an American getting ready to move from Los Angeles to Berlin with too many pets. Join us for episodes with practical tips and advice born from our experience getting the feck out. Here's the show. Hello. So today we are talking about healthcare, which I know is important. People have asked about this, including friend of the show, Jay Thorne. Hi, Jay. Um, we had some messages saying, if we're going to move to another country, we need to know how the healthcare is going to work. So we decided to get into this, especially since, as Tara will tell you, she has had to make use of the healthcare system oh. in recent weeks. Ugh. It's like one of those topics that is so unsexy. And yet at the same time, if you have children, if you have nervous family, you know, as you're moving, like that's the one thing that at least you can talk to, you know, and feel like, oh, I understand the healthcare system. So, you know, this aspect of things will be okay. However, I don't think either one of us moved to a place where we fully understand the healthcare system. I don't think there's a place on earth except... <laughs> I don't know, maybe the UK, like with the NHS, I feel like that's fairly straightforward. You just get the NHS. Um, but navigating yeah. it, as I have actually had to do more recently, um, it's, it's you know, in practice. In theory, you can understand it pretty well. Yeah. But um, yeah, but Germany and Ireland, different, different ballgame. Yep, yep, completely. Um, I moved over here thinking it was a completely socialized healthcare system, and that is not the tr not how things operate. It's more of a blend between socialized care and private insurance. So that has been kind of the thing is that it's never just one hard and fast rule like, oh, if this happens to you, you should do this. It's always sort of, oh, maybe you could go see a GP who would then go send you to a specialist or, oh, no, no, don't go straight to the hospital. Go to this clinic over here. Like it's one of those things. And unfortunately, as you mentioned in the past month, <laughs> we've had a couple of things happen namely my husband broke his arm hmm. yep, that's a good you know what he it's so generous of adam to do that because it's giving us such good material for the show that's exactly what he said when i told him we were recording this he was like you're gonna talk about my arm i was like of course we're gonna talk about you're your like, arm that's why you broke it right yeah 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 so um so like that is like one of those things where uh, you know, like we've been to the doctor, we've been to the dentist, we've done things like that. But this was the first emergency situation in which we had to figure out what to do. And fortunately, as a member of a roller derby team, and as someone who has other mom friends, I had people who have dealt with broken bones. And so those were the first people I reached out to. Um, but I guess in our case, there is a fracture clinic that's 15 minutes from our house. So my husband didn't go to the hospital. He went to the fracture clinic. Um, funnily enough, the fracture, yeah, except the fracture clinic's only open from 10 to 6. So oh. <laughs> don't get fractured. There don't fracture time. any bones off uh, after exactly. hours. Yeah, yeah. Working hours is fantastic for breaking bones. And it was a lovely experience. He was in and out in an hour. Um, didn't pay any money down, like nothing was expected to not pay a dime. Uh, but you know, like fortunately we got a ride there. We don't have a car. Like our friend gave us a ride there and he was able to get everything taken care of. But it, you know, like in my head, I would think go to the emergency room. That's not what you do in this case. 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I honestly don't even know what we would do, which means I think I should figure that out as soon as we get off this recording. <laughs> but basically, well, let's go back to the beginning and let's yeah. talk about the structure and sort of the containers that we're dealing with so that people have an idea. Because I think we're used to, I don't even want to get into what we're used to in the States. Yeah. I mean, I think Canada has it much better um, than than the States does. But on the whole, if you're leaving the States, it will be confusing, but probably less confusing. Yes, yes. And I think coming from the US, you also have this idea that everything's going to be the worst case scenario, like you're going to be paying thousands and thousands of dollars. And that's going to be really, really like an awful experience. And so I think as Americans, we have like the worst expectations for any sort of healthcare. So it's almost helpful in some respects because you come and you're like, oh, it can't possibly be worse than where I came from. Yeah, we have like PTSD around healthcare. <laughs> exactly. So the exactly. system, it's sound in, in some ways, I mean, there's a lot about Ireland and Germany that are different. But in, in this respect, it does sound somewhat similar in that Germany has sort of well, at the beginning, it has two paths. One is you go into the public healthcare system and one is the private. And it is a little bit like getting off a freeway. Like once you get off and exit in one of these directions, it's very difficult to get back and make a different choice. So you kind of have to think about it a lot before you make this decision. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, and also in regards to our different situations, employment versus freelancing, right? Like I came in knowing that my job was going to cover my health insurance, my private health insurance. So that was one aspect that I was like, okay, at least that's covered. I don't have to worry about that piece of it. Um, but I know that you have different, a different setup there. And so those are things that you had to actually consider for yourself and your husband and your animals. And everybody. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, if you go into, regardless of whether you choose private or public, if you are employed above a certain um, threshold, and there are a lot of categories here, like there is a category called the mini job, which is like you make less than, I forget how much, but it's real low. It's like under 400 a month or something, but it's different than freelance in that you're eligible for vacation as well as your healthcare being covered. So on the whole, you can go into the private system or the public system. And the private is assessed fairly similarly to the states in that they look at how old you are, they look at what your state of health is, you have to go to a doctor who, it's pretty minimal. We went through the motions of doing this before deciding we actually wanted to stay with the public, but you do just a very basic checkup. They like make you breathe and they're like, are you dying? And you say no. And then they're like, okay, we're fine. It's pretty casual. Um, you have to do all of that to get into the private. And the private price can increase um, over time. So all of that. But the benefit of the private is that you get appointments extremely quickly um, and that they pay things back very quickly. So that's the private side. The public side is a percentage of your income up to a maximum. There is a maximum. And if you have a job, um, they will pay half. They will pay the job. Any job will pay half of either your private or your public. Um, mm -hmm. So if you if you're, you know, full time employed, if you're freelance, it's all on you. However, there are other options available. Like the one that we're pursuing is because 
Barry, my husband, is an illustrator animator, and he he's sort of in the category that's for the artist's union. Um, it takes a few months, but once you get into the artist's union, even if you're freelance, doesn't matter. They will cover a considerable portion of your health, com uh, health income or health care, sorry, if you're in the public, in this particular public system. Um, so it's we've we've figured this out a lot by saying, oh, we think we're going to do this casually over dinner. And they go, oh, God, don't do that. Do this instead. <laughs> and then we say, oh, thank God we brought it up. So it's don't be afraid to talk openly about things that you probably wouldn't talk about openly in the U.S. Because everybody mm -hmm. will groan and crawl under the table and want to die because they're also traumatized by what they're going through. Um, yeah. yeah. That's and I think for us, um, having a child... I knew that it, like that we had to I had to be sure of what our coverage was and and all of that. And so I remember a friend of mine was like, "Oh, you, don't worry about it. You don't need private health insurance. Like if you know, if Eli breaks something, if if there's an emergency, like he'll be taken care of. It's fine." I can't just go on someone being like, "Oh, you don't actually, you know, like, oh, don't worry about it." Like I feel like I need to know and have that backup and know exactly what I'm doing because even if I don't know what what's happening with my own healthcare situation, I need to know, you know, like for him to feel like I'm parenting successfully. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we wanted to know that too. I mean, the nice thing was until we had visas, which is only just over a month ago, we were on kind of travel insurance which was yes. extremely cheap and covered really well. So Oh my god, we still have it. Like just yeah, for when we go cheap. back to the states or when we travel to other countries, like yeah. Definitely get the travels travelers insurance. Yeah, it's great. It was like I think for 3 months for us which we did from when we arrived till we went home for Christmas, it was like under 200 for both mm -hmm. of us. Mhm. Mm so that's another point that I think is helpful to know. So if in Germany, if one per, part of a married couple gets insurance, so let's say I had a full-time job and got insurance and Barry wasn't in a job that gave it to him, my insurance would cover him as well. Also, mm -hmm. if he gets into the artist union, um, once he does that, which takes a while, but once he's in that and we have public insurance through that, that covers both of us. So as you're looking at this scale of, you know, which can be up to 800 a month, which is a lot, but if you have it half covering, then you're looking at 400, 450 a month for a couple, which is bananas compared to what you pay in the US. Yeah. Um, especially if you're over 40. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, the benefits. Oh, it's so nice. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's something to know is that the coverage goes further here in terms of how much, you know, how many people are involved. And if we had a kid, the kid would also be covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think from, from our experience so far, um, like in Ireland, children up to the age of six get free doctor's visits. So it's like we moved here when Eli was still five. And so it was like, oh, let's quickly avail of that, <laughs> that service. Get him checked out. Exactly. But, you know, we've had – so our first month of living here, um, this is still when I didn't have a job. We were, like, looking around trying to figure out what what the heck was happening. Um we took Eli to an indoor play space and he was playing in the balls, never playing the balls. He was playing in the balls and he caught scarlet fever. No. Like 
who that, that's like a, a disease from the 1850s like who gets scarlet fever all we had to do call up found a clinic doctor's office right near us called up he was in the office later that afternoon the woman the doctor was fantastic we ended up paying i think 75 euros and that was amazing like from not knowing anything about the country we had been here just a little while and it was just and like she didn't push antibiotics great testing like the entire thing it turns out he was like almost full-blown scarlet fever but not so we were in a good place but like it could have been a really 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 traumatic awful thing for everyone and it wasn't it was simply easy to make easy to navigate easy to figure out and all in all, a very, very pleasant experience. Yeah. So that was our very first touch of anything. And it was like, okay, I can, I can handle this. Okay. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's on the whole, it is saner. And the, the conversations I have with either healthcare providers or insurance agents is they're trying to understand why everything is so expensive in the States. They're like, I heard somebody had like a baby or they had some <laughs> illness and like the bill was $10,000 or whatever. And we're like, yeah, that sounds about right. And they're just like, why? That's crazy. So on the whole, the way that things are priced, and again, we can only speak for yeah. Germany and I can only speak for Germany, but Germany is that they don't, ex- they're not like in a cash profit kind of mentality when dealing yeah. with healthcare. And they're not, they're a little horrified at the number of kind of bankruptcies that are created by medical expenses yeah. in the US. And they're like, that's just wrong. And we're like, yeah, that's, we agree. That's why we're here. But it's, yep. it's something that they're mystified by because their system is so different. Yeah, completely. I've had a number of people who have asked me the same thing. They're like, how do Americans go into debt over an operation or they get cancer and now they can't, you know, they're losing their house. And I'm like, I don't, I wish I had answers for you. I, I don't. And it's, you know, like, I think the Irish system has a lot of, uh, has a lot of things that they're still working out a lot of, you know, inefficiencies and whatnot, but it's like, you don't, you just don't see that same level of, um, of cost of, of cost that's just is like brain, brain exploding, you know? So, uh, yeah, yeah. people don't avoid going to the doctor if there's something wrong here. Yeah. The same way in the U.S., you think, oh, I'm just going to tough it out because I don't want to deal with potential ramifications. Yeah. Or I have a, a skin issue and I have avoided um, – also, I have a gluten problem. And I decided very deliberately not to do the testing to confirm it because my doctor said, well, you have all the symptoms. The symptoms go away when you don't eat it. So let's not do it because then it's not on your record. Like that kind of thinking uh, yeah. with conditions and so on, you just don't think that way here, which is really yeah. nice. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, I wanted to ask, because something that I've run into um, here are, because we have the Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland situation going on, uh, is that I had a former coworker who went up to Belfast in Northern Ireland to have all of her orthodontia work done so she gets her braces in Belfast because it is considerably cheaper in Belfast so she makes it's you know a 90 minute drive like it's not that big of a you know travel commitment for her but it is 
totally worth it to her for all the money that she saves in order to go to a different country to get her mouth worked on. And I know that you've heard some things. Like, I don't think medical tourism is a new topic for anyone. It's just very interesting now that I actually see it in practice, <laughs> what that means and how crazy it is. Yeah, I think I'm still in a situation like I went on a little day trip yesterday with friends who had a car. It was shocking. I have one friend who has a car and um, <laughs> and these other friends said they had a car and they would drive us on this trip. And I was like, what do you mean? It was like, oh, you're a grown up. You have a car. It was so weird because nobody <laughs> needs them here. Um, but we drove out and I am still at the point where it's like a crazy novelty that we're driving on this little day trip and I see signs for Poland. I was like, oh, another country because you don't really <laughs> see that in much of the US. I mean, maybe in LA, we would see, you know, signs for Mexico or whatever, but it's not like there's yep. multiple countries yeah. that you can just get to in, you know, less than a day. So I am not sure about Germans going to other places for cheaper healthcare. However, there is a big presence. Our doctor that we went to for this sort of pre-check to get cleared in order to get private insurance in case we wanted it, he said there's a lot of people who will come from the U.S. in particular because for this thing we were talking about that things like scans, checks, and so on are just priced in a completely different fashion. So it's cheaper for people who want to get a thorough, you know, scan of every organ, blood tests, all of this sort of stuff done. It's cheaper for them to fly to Europe, have a nice vacation in Europe, and then get the doctor checkup. And I think it's maybe, it's under 500 euro to get a complete health scan of everything, um, which is pretty amazing compared to the US. So people will come over, do that, and they do it every couple of years. And you know, paying for an airfare, seeing the doctor is cheaper than doing it at home. And they get a nice European vacation along with it. <laughs> so that says something about the pricing here versus the pricing in the US. Yep, yep. And there is an interesting, I haven't watched all of it yet, but there is an interesting um, documentary, Morgan Spurlock, um, big, what big fat me, what's the name of the, the McDonald's one he did? Oh, Super Size um, Me. Thank you. Big fat me. Same difference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the byline. He, <laughs> he did another one all about medical tourism. I think it's called In it's Morgan Spurlock Inside Man. And basically he does the same thing. He goes to Thailand and he gets all of the tests, all of the procedures, all of these things that he's been meaning to do or wanting to do for a very low cost. And then he goes back to the US and he talks to the doctors there to kind of get their assessment of what he had done and how much it would have cost in the US. And I think that, you know, as Morgan Spurlock can do, I think it's I think it's he probably sh sheds a lot of light on on this exact topic that we're talking about. Yeah, I've heard of people going to India as well, that they've gotten very, very thorough scans like MRI kind of scans and so on. Yeah. for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, yeah, which is just an interesting, <laughs> interesting commentary on where we're at in the United States. Uh, yeah, we like yeah. to think of ourselves as number one, but mm, I don't yeah. know. That, I mean, at yeah. one point, I read something and I can't quote it. So I probably shouldn't even bring it up at all. But that Cuba was above us in terms of 
healthcare quality, which is really saying something because they were completely cut off from the outside world and not allowed to purchase new equipment. Just saying. (laughs) Exactly. So I have a question for you. Have you had to do um, any, like, do you have insurance for your pets or like what kind of, have you had to take your pets to the vet or do any healthcare for them? Thankfully, I'm knocking on wood here. Um, We haven't had to at this point. The thing that you have to have that's the thing with insurance, which is a whole other topic in Germany, we could do a whole episode on it. There are insurances you can get along with your health insurance that are types that I had never even heard of before, but I love them so much. So one of them is you can get dog insurance, like if your dog misbehaves. Um, So we have it and it's like 60 euro a year. And our pet sitter wouldn't have him stay at her house and and watch him unless we had the dog insurance. So you have to get your dog registered in Germany and then you have to get this dog insurance. So if he bites somebody or something happens, which is hilarious Uh, because our dog is 13 and sleeps like 90% of the time. Um, (laughs) So he's not a big risk. But the other one you can get that will be available, either the bank will have it or if you get private insurance, your health insurance person will have it. I don't understand why we don't have this everywhere. It's personal liability insurance and it's about eight a month. And basically if we lose our keys and our landlord has to replace the locks, that's covered. Or if you like have a few too many glasses of wine and you like lean against a window at your friend's place and like break a pane of glass, it'll pay for that. Like those kinds of just being a dum-dum and being a human in life, they have insurance to cover this. And as soon as we found out about it, we thought, why doesn't everybody have this? Um, Because it just makes you feel more secure. Like, oh, great. If I spill a glass of wine on these people's couch, I'm good. You know, it's it's a nice thing that I I realize how kind of anxiety producing it is in the U.S. that you're always afraid that you're just going to do something. And then who knows? Or how expensive it is to replace keys in an apartment building, in particular in Germany, where you then have to replace all of the keys and all of the locks for everybody in the building because the outside door, you know, would have to be replaced, et cetera. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also in the U.S., I feel like everyone, like people like, we're just a little more sue happy. Like people will like sue you for things. And so like I could see that being something that you're like, okay, I'm, I'm covered. I'm okay. Um. Yeah, I I don't I'm not sure if we have any anything like that in Ireland. I don't know that I want to go down that path of finding out just yet. But um, I tend to sort of just stick my head in the sand. I'm like, oh, I'm covered. I'm fine. I'm fine. Look, here's my card. <laughs> Nothing more to see here. All good. Yeah, this is like a normal but- matter of fact question. Like when you get health insurance or when you set up a bank account, they'll just say, oh, do you want you know, personal liability? Or do you already have it? Like everybody pretty much has it because then you just don't have to think about it. And it's so cheap that you think, I mean, we're paying eight euro a month through our Deutsche Bank bank account. And everyone's like, oh, that's so expensive. You could pay six. So apparently we could get it for cheaper, but we're like eight, mm." like for two euro, we're not really going to go around and do a lot of price comparison for two euro a month. It's not, it's not really keeping (laughs) us up at night. Um, So that's sort of where we are with that. But this is basically uh, the kind of situation you'll be in, I think, is that most European countries, from what I understand, with the exception of Scandinavia, I would love to have somebody on from 
say, mm. Finland or Sweden or Norway or somewhere where they have just incredible benefits. They do pay higher taxes, but you're just covered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, just in terms of like uh, uh, having a child in a different country, like I feel like that could be that like, that opens up a whole nother set of topics. But I know that uh, it varies from country to country, but that it like everywhere is basically better than the U.S. <laughs> Yeah, US. it's going to be better. That we can tell <laughs> yeah. you is that it will yeah, be better. Yeah, yeah. It will be a little confusing. Um, there will be nuances. You'll want to yeah. talk to friends in the location and see what they do and see what the ramifications are of any choices that you make. Um, that's definitely something you're going to want to do. And depending on what your circumstances are regarding work and what they may provide versus what you may get through a union um, or as a freelancer, those are all something uh, things that you're going to want to look into. But yeah. I think pretty much in Europe, there's going to be a public avail uh, option available and there's going to be a private option available and there are advantages and disadvantages to each. Yeah. And I think for the interest for, for what uh, our audience will probably need to know, like the travel insurance is key. I think we can both Crucial. agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you have that, you at least feel like, okay, I'm, I'm covered, right? Like it, it, in, at the very lo lowest level, I have something that will that will help me out should I get hurt. Um, so I think that's like the the bare minimum once you start thinking about where you're going to be going, where you're going to be traveling, at least having that minimal layer of protection will, will you know, help you to proceed depending on where you're going to, you know, private, public, whatever. But like, I think that that is key that everyone should keep in mind. A nice documentary that Morgan Spurlock could do next would be to compare if you have regular health insurance in the U.S. versus you live in Europe and you have European travel insurance and go to the U.S., which is better coverage? I have a theory. I think everybody can tell what it is. But um, <laughs> is it better to just go to, the, go to Europe, um, live in Europe, and then if you have to go to the U.S., would your coverage be better if you were just there with European travel insurance? It's possible that that's the case, but I can't back that up at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would like yeah. Morgan's, Morgan's Burlick to do that for me. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think we've both uh, discovered that there are like multiple ins and outs when it comes to um, public versus private. And, and you're right. I think asking questions and we've just discovered that there are lots of little things that we didn't realize like oh you actually need to go to this doctor first in order to be able to go to this other doctor things that I didn't like little hoops that you sort of have to jump through but uh you know for the most part like we've been extremely happy we've had to I think for Adam's broken arm we ended up paying maybe 80 euro that's incredible and that's and that's it yeah yep I think that pretty much sums it up yeah yeah so broken arm solved for 80 euro yeah that's a pretty good bumper sticker Right there. <laughs> so if you have specific questions, um, please leave them in the show notes. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that we like we kind of covered a lot there. But um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you don't want to have to think about. And yet it's such an important topic. It definitely is. And I think it's yeah. something that's probably uh, like makes the difference between people wanting to move or not knowing that this is handled. So if you have specific aspects, leave them in the show notes and we will be happy to come back to this topic in the future. Also, as we hopefully have regular routine experiences in the future, but we will <laughs> gather more experience as we go. 
Um, and as Barry and I get further into the artist union situation, we'll have more details and information to share about that. Yes. Yes. And, um, one thing that I will say is that the Irish don't really believe in preventative healthcare. <laughs> so like the fact that we got flu shots this year, people were just like, but you're not 85 years old. Why are you getting a flu shot? And I was like, I don't want the flu. <laughs> That's that, really funny. That, yeah. The Germans yeah, so. do believe in preventative care. Like they're very into, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's the home of Dr. Hauschka and they have all of these like, <laughs> you know, baths and warming baths and the apotheca is very wonderful. This is also something mm -hmm. to, to note, a small note at the end here, is that for many things that you would need to go to the doctor for in the U.S., you can go to an apotheca, which is a pharmacy, um, because the people in the pharmacy actually know what they're talking about. This is also true in the U.K. Um, I have had some of the best healthcare I've ever had has been in pharmacies in Europe because you can describe your symptoms, say what's going on, and they will give you something that is, you know, able to handle the problem. So you can handle low-level colds. Yeah basic stuff in a pharmacy um, yeah. where the pharmacists are actually able to talk to you and help you. Yes. What is frustrating here in our pharmacies, our chemists, is that um, the, many of the things that are over the counter in the U.S. that you would just roll, rock up and pick, your, pick up yourself are behind glass here. So it's like my husband gets so frustrated because he's like, all I want is that cold, the Robitussin, the cold stuff right over there. I know exactly what I need. And he yet he needs a professional to come out and, and get it for him. <laughs> yeah. But they're so funny. But hey, oh, I know. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so we hope this makes you feel more comfortable on the topic, but we will come back to the topic as needed. Hopefully not needed much. <laughs> right. Hopefully very limited needs, but, and hopefully our, our, you know, active lifestyles, biking and walking will prevent us from needing so much, uh, so much healthcare as we needed in the U.S. <laughs> Although my husband did break his arm falling off a bicycle, but that's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. So this, like this topic is, uh, there's, there's a lot that goes into this topic. So, um, the more that we, you know, if anyone has any questions, like we're happy to dig in and investigate and and see what we can do. But I think it's just a learning process, and you have to sort of go go with the go with the bumps and figure it out as you go. Yeah, yeah. totally. So well, thanks for listening, and we hope this has been helpful. Stay healthy, everyone. <coughs> <laughs> totally. Thank you for listening to GTFO Pod. For show notes, links, and other fun things, head to gtfopod.com. You can stay in touch with us on social media with the hashtag GTFO Pod. See you next time.